Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Previously On. A podcast series created to help you through some of the most complex yet brilliant television ever made. So from Game of Thrones, Peaky Blinders, Westworld, Big Little Lies, Stranger Things, Watchmen, Previously On, Sky Covered. Westworld Season 1, Episode 5. Contrapasso. Ford sits inside the Mesa Hub shooting the breeze with a cowboy host called Old Bill, and he recalls a story from his childhood where his father adopted a greyhound dog. Old Bill mistakes the word greyhound for showdown, highlighting his position as one of the earlier hosts. Highlighting his position as one of the earlier hosts. Ford explains the life of the racing dog is built around chasing a piece of felt around a track, and how one day on a park trip the dog chased a cat. He described it as beautiful, right up until it caught the cat and killed it, then stood in a state of confusion. He continues and said that now the dog had caught the thing it had chased its entire life, it had no idea what to do. Old Bill responds with scripted lines from his loop. Dolores stands in a field of wooden crosses just outside the city of Pariah. A disembodied voice says, find me, and in her head she responds, show me how. She sees a vision of a white church. Snapping back to the present, Logan is reeling off the merits of Pariah to William. William checks on Dolores after thinking he heard her talking to someone. Must have been the wind, she replies. As they walk into town, Logan explains to Will that the further they stray from Sweetwater, the bigger the narratives become. He animatedly describes the places as more raw than the other areas of the park, but also that it's losing cash big time and they're considering buying out the owners. He mentions the place was started as a partnership, but just before the park opened, one of the partners killed themselves. Watching a city already spilling over with deprivation and death, William notes that whoever designed it obviously didn't think much of people. A group of uniformed men full of drink enter the area. Logan says they're called the Army of New Virginia, or better known as the Confederados, ex-Confederate soldiers now employed as mercenaries. Logan describes them as the key to the biggest game of all, war. Elsewhere, the man in black rides through the park. Lawrence walks behind, still wearing a noose around his neck as MIB's captive. Teddy's there too, bleeding, slumped over another horse, completing something of an odd procession, a bit like an R-rated Three Amigos. They stop to have a rest and the man in black reveals to Lawrence that he keeps him along for the ride because Lawrence has a path that leads him back to the man in black. In a bold bid to up the weird stakes a little higher, the group are distracted when a young boy wearing shorts and a waistcoat appears. Are you lost? he asks. 
Man in black, washed by curiosity, tells the boy to fetch him some water for Teddy. The boy scampers off. Lawrence asks why he sent the kid for water, watching as the man in black empties the water they already have from another filled pouch onto the floor. It's a shame, really, says the man in black, then adds the path that brought Lawrence to him wasn't actually meant for him at all. He slices Lawrence's neck open and strings him upside down in a nearby tree, bleeding him into the open water pouch on the floor as the joint in the countryside takes a darkly nasty turn. In the Mesa Hub, technicians Felix and Sylvester are working to repair Maeve after she cut open her own stomach searching for the bullet she remembered killing her. Felix correctly notes it was as if she was looking for something and deliberately cut herself open. Sylvester leaves momentarily and we see Felix open a cabinet and prod a dead bird lying inside before quickly closing it again and hurrying away. Which is a bit odd. Back in the park, Teddy's conscious but probably wishes he wasn't. Before him stands the man in black. The man in black mentions that a couple of gallons of Lawrence's blood appear to have done the trick in returning Teddy to the land of the living. Teddy, however, asks for death but has his request declined. Teddy refuses to join the man in black on his travels until he's told they're chasing Wyatt, who just happens to have Dolores prisoner. Teddy pushes up to his feet, suddenly keen on an unlikely alliance. Dolores, the magic word, says MIB with a smile. As they leave, the young boy is back, and the man in black bids him farewell. Junior seems curious rather than disturbed by the sight of Lawrence's blooded corpse dangling from a tree. Back in Pariah, Dolores looks at an open coffin holding the remains of its new owner. She has a brief flashback. A woman is gunned down. Bodies are on the street and herself is standing in the midst of them. William snaps her back to the present, asking if she's okay. They walk and talk. Dolores again ponders different paths and choices. William tells her in the park you can be whoever you wish to be, easily changing your life from the real world. This confuses Dolores, who asks what he meant by real world. William himself becomes confused, saying he thought hosts weren't supposed to notice things like that. Dolores explains she feels the world calling to her like it never has before. A noisy parade breaks their conversation, and Logan suggests he and Will hit the local brothel before meeting with El Lazo the following morning. William reveals he thinks Dolores is different and understands more than the other hosts, but Logan just brushes it off. Dolores has a vision of herself walking in the parade and tries to catch up but fails. A voice says, you rest in a deep and dreamless slumber, and she passes out. We move to Ford sitting opposite a naked Dolores somewhere inside a lab. He asks if she knows where she is. I'm in a dream, she answers. He questions, does she know what the dream means? She replies that dreams mean nothing. No, says Ford, dreams mean everything. He explains there the stories of who we would become and asks if she's been imagining herself breaking free of a loop. He moves on asking her if she remembers the man he used to be, but she says no. Ford says he's sure that she must remember Arnold, her creator but again she apologises for not recalling him. Ford says that somewhere beneath all her updates, he's still there, and then asks, has Arnold been talking to her again? Is she hearing voices? No, says Dolores, but Ford places her into analysis mode. He asks when her last contact with Arnold was. She answers that it was 34 years, 42 days and 7 hours ago. The day Arnold died, says Ford. He asks what the last thing Arnold said to her was, and she reveals he told her she was going to help him destroy Westworld. Ford wonders that if she took on a bigger role, would she be the hero or the villain? He brings her back online and apologises, saying she's the only one left he remembers. Dolores asks if they're old friends. No, replied Ford. I wouldn't say friends. As Ford walks away, leaving Dolores in darkness, she says to someone unseen, He doesn't know. I didn't tell him anything.
back with Felix. He has the dead bird lay on a table as he taps away at the tablet screen, urging it to live again. The little bird suddenly flutters into life and Felix seems surprised. Sylvester enters and Felix tells him to grab the bird. We understand the bird is just another host. Sylvester is unimpressed that his colleague has been practising behaviour techniques on a stolen park bird and berates him, calling him nothing more than a butcher. Cue Sylvester revealing they have another body coming in. Now cue Felix's confusion as Maeve is wheeled back in, carrying the same bullet damage they'd just worked on. Back in Pariah, William, Dolores and Logan are off to meet El Lazo. They are led to a man seated outside, head lowered. As he raises his eyes to greet them, we see it's Lawrence, or at least his complete doppelganger. Eh? Logan requests that in return for saving the life of his outlaw friend, he would like an introduction to El Lazo's confederado friends. As the men try to strike a deal, Dolores is plagued by visions once again as she sees the white wall church. Stepping forward, she announces to El Lazo that she knows he is seeking something because she too is seeking something and if he's game, they can help him. He studies her, then mocks her, asking why the lunatics always seem to find their way to him. He notes that the confederados are a little bit out there too and offers details on a union convoy carrying nitroglycerin that they are keen to get their hands on, adding that El Lazo and his men are not welcome that side of the border. Three out-of-town strangers, however, could well be. Dolores, now in shirt and jeans rather than a blue dress, William, Logan and the outlaw they saved, a.k.a. Slim, head out to ambush the convoy. Dolores informs them she doesn't intend to use the gun she's carrying as the target of Union soldiers, as was her father. Logan says they just need to take the nitro and go without anyone needing to be killed. They halt the wagon, guns drawn. The Union soldiers are unwilling to simply give up the cargo, and Dolores pleads with them to lower their guns. They agree, but Logan pushes things and begins to beat the wagon driver for his initial reluctance. The soldiers then fight back, and all hell breaks loose with William killing every last one of them. The wagon of nitros return to El Lazo and Pariah. A confederado man pays El Lazo for the delivery and is coaxed away to the local brothel rather than leave town. In the Mesa Hub, Elsie is working with a host she's trying to program as a bartender when the woodcutter who caved his own head in and tried to kill her is wheeled past. She asks where the host is being taken and is told first livestock and then the incinerator. Elsie's not buying this story and she follows. She enters livestock, noticed by Felix, who's concerned she might be onto his little bird incident. Instead, Elsie approaches a technician called Destin and shows him a video of him having his wicked way with a dead host. He's understandably flustered by this. Elsie tells them that unless she's given access to the woodcutter's body, everyone will know about his dirty little secret. That, as Elsie put it, he's a creepy necro-perv. Pretty sure I saw them play the Camden Falcon in 96. He leads her to the woodcutter's headless torso in another room. She notices nothing unusual at first, but then spots something odd in his hand. She opens it up and finds a blinking red light. She digs further and finds the light travels at the woodcutter's arm. Elsie goes to Bernard with a discovery that the woodcutter was carrying a laser satellite uplink inside him and that someone's been using the host to smuggle data out of the park. Back in Pariah, inside the brothel, the old confederado soldier is trying to convince William and Logan to join the war. Logan's keen, but William tells him he's out. The two get into a heated argument where Logan reveals he picked William as he's no threat to himself, adding his sister probably picked him for the same reason. William grabs his collar and slams him against a wall, but quickly calms himself and allows Logan to walk away. When he turns back to the seats, he finds Dolores has gone. Dolores walks uneasily through the brothel and its interesting sights before she stumbles upon a fortune teller. She takes a card and lays it down. It shows the maze and Dolores pulls back in horror as she sees herself seated across from her. 
The other Dolores says perhaps she's unravelling. Dolores pulls a thread that opens up her arm in a gaping, growing wound. She recoils and realises her arm is still intact and that no one's is sitting across from her. Weird. She runs, and from a hidden vantage point she sees El Lazo in a basement with his men pumping a dead body full of nitroglycerine. She heads to warn William that they must leave, as El Lazo has different plans for the nitro than simply handing it to the Confederados. William falters, saying that's how this place works. It creates a sense of urgency that strips them down to their primitive selves. He tells her he wants no part of the game. Emotional, Dolores reveals she has a voice inside her telling her what to do, and it tells her that she needs him. They kiss. Outside, the Confederados discover El Lazo has duped them by replacing the nitroglycerine with a much tamer liquid. As Logan is closest, he begins to take a beating from them. He spots Will and pleads for help, but William leaves him and runs off with Dolores. They're cornered by a group of Confederados who state the betrayal is a declaration of war. William's grabbed and screams at Dolores to run, but instead, Dolores gets a very serious look in her eye, seems to almost switch personalities, and guns down all of the attackers in a flurry of bullets. She doesn't say I'll be back, but she could have done. Gobsmacked is, I think, the word that best describes Will as he props himself up against a wall, surrounded by the dead, and just says one word, Dolores. Cue serious music time. He asks how she did it, and is told, people come here to change the story of their lives. I imagined a story where I didn't have to be the damsel. They hear a train whistle and run, managing to clamber aboard as it rolls away from an eventful visit to Pariah. On the train, they're met by a gun-toting El Lazo in a nitro-filled body in a coffin. Considering a gunshot sends them all to hell in a flaming nitro-fueled hurricane, a truce is found, and El Lazo declares now they are friends, they can call him Lawrence. Dolores glances at the coffin and notices that it carries the May symbol. I'm coming, she says just out of earshot of Will and Lawrence. We cut to the man in black and Teddy entering a low-key bar for a drink. They're joined by Ford as they sit. Man in Black declares his presence a rare honour and tells Teddy this is the man to thank for everything good in your life and everything rotten too. Man in Black asks Ford if he's any closer to finding what he wants and then describes himself as the villain he always felt the part was missing. Ford admits that he lacks the imagination to ever conceive of such a character. Man in Black asks about Wyatt, wondering has Ford finally made an adversary worthy of him, perhaps someone to stop him finding the centre of the maze. Ford asks what Man in Black hopes to find there. He replies that he believes the centre holds something deeper than the park, something true. Ford suggests if he wants the moral of the tale, he need simply ask. But Man in Black counters by telling him he'd need a shovel as the man to ask. Arnold died 35 years ago and almost took the place with him. He then wonders as he pulls his knife what he might find if he opened Ford up, but is immediately disarmed by Teddy, obviously under the control of Ford. Ford tells Man in Black he has no desire to interrupt his voyage of self-discovery and returns his knife to him before standing to leave. Back in the mezzo, we're with a troubled Felix. He again experiments with the dead bird. This time he's successful in returning it to life and rejoices as it flies around the room. However, his joy is cut short when the bird lands on the finger of Maeve, who now sits upright and very much awake. Hello, Felix, she says. It's time you and I had a chat. Thanks for listening. Hope it's been helpful. Previously on is presented by Jamie East. It is a Daft Doris production. Listen, if you've enjoyed this, I would love it if you subscribed. We've got loads more shows where this came from. We'd love you to join us for
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 